My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session, Amanda Seals discusses the distasteful meeting she had with Russell Simmons in a professional setting. Laura Jamar thinks Tupac and Biggie's music would not have stayed high in today's music. And the Navy still is out here racially profiled. Are we surprised? What's good, y'all? This your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello. And you are listening to the one and the only Confession. Session! You got a hype? You got a hype? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Hey, how are you doing this evening, Jen? I'm doing well. You know, I'm at the crib lib, chilling. You know, um, I'm having people over for the Super Bowl, even though, you know, no one's going to be watching the Super Bowl. We actually aren't right now. <laughs> um, it's just more so a social gathering for us to have drinks and chill and be ugly. And, you know, that's it. Have a good time. Okay, did you cook? Your weekend. My weekend was long. But um, yeah, we we had a went to a lot of places. We did a lot of stuff. Went out to eat. I went to Chick Fil A for the first time. It was it was fine. You know, it wasn't you know like bad or anything like that. Um, yeah. Is that Do you hear me? Nah, what did you say? I said, is there a Chick Fil A in Milwaukee? Mm, it's in uh. Well, I mean, it's in. Like Oak Creek, you know. So I mean, yeah, technically, you know. So yeah, it's a it's a couple of them though, I believe. Yeah, I think it's a couple of them. And my husband was talking about. So yep, I think yep. He said, oh, three actually. It was three that he was named. It was it's three that he named that was here. But anyways, yeah, and it was good. You know, I had a, my mom. She cooks for the Super Bowl, and um, that was she would look. You know, her and. Her husband, he loved the Super Bowl, so, yeah, they did some things. But other than that, my weekend was nice. Everything was good to go. Nothing major. <laughs> did you guys cook? Uh, yes. Well, Chris, he just made, like, a taco salad and some cookies, and then I just got a couple pizzas and some, you know, some other situations from the grocery store and drinking some wine, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Nothing too big. Just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been trying to be up on my health. I'm I'm happy because I'm nine pounds down, but um, oh I knew I was gonna, yeah, and I I knew I was gonna fuck up today, so I was just like today I'm just not I'm not gonna go all the way crazy, but you know I'm not gonna really behave like I usually do. Um, wow, but just tonight, like how are you nine pounds down in like a three days? That's crazy. I know, I know. <laughs> that, I mean, that, it, it's just. I'll be back the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like it's all just be like food and, you know, it's just, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I hope it just keeps coming, honey, so I can drop a good 20 by my birthday. You know? <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. 
It's coming up real soon in just a few weeks, y'all. Jun is going to be the big 3 0. Aw, snap. <laughs> the big 30. <laughs> you forced it. Never. I'm 27. I still don't put that on me. I got another three years, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the big 30, y'all. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, 27. It's going to be crazy. So, guys, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and, of course, this podcast from Blog Talk. Send us your confessions at confession2us at gmail.com. Do not forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in that drama. Jen, before we get into those hot topics, would you like to hit them with that confession question of the day? Absolutely. Confession question of the day. Confession question <laughs> of the day. Um, are humans getting better through the generations? Again, the confession question is, are humans getting better through the generations? Let's move on to those confessionals. <clears throat> yes. So I'm not sure if you all heard the news or was listening to um, Breakfast Club or any of that, but comedian and actress Amanda Seals had public service. Why they waited so long to say something? Don't. The insecure actress opened up about an inappropriate experience she had with Russell Simmons, who stepped down from his businesses on Friday after writing, writer Jenny Lumet accused him of sexual harassment. While in a very important man's office, talking about working together, uh, have we ever fucked? Still the same. On an old clip that she posted on Instagram Saturday. After saying, after saying, and she answered no, she claimed that he responded, oh, right, because I would have remembered that, right? She sliced the old clip off, and she pretty much put the old clip on a new clip and revealed that the important man that she was talking about on Instagram was indeed Russell Simmons. Still continued her message in the caption, explaining the power dynamics in a sexist society, make it hard for people to believe they can expose. Um, or they can be exposed. So she wrote on Instagram, you wait because, you know, your vision is bigger than their indiscretion. Refuse to let it derail you, and you're not going to let it derail you from your goals. You waited because you don't want to acknowledge the fuck for longer than you have to when, you know, the odds will be to no consequence. You'll be dismissed or worse defiled yet again, and will rather get on with positive things in your life. You wait because, especially when it comes from a black man of prestige, you are conditioned to not speak defamatory truths for fear it will undermine their contributions to the community. Lastly, you wait because you don't want to believe it your damn self. Seals ended her post calling for more people to call out predatory men publicly instead of simply warning women about them behind closed doors. No matter how seemingly your truth is, no one ever wants to endure this, particularly in a professional setting, she wrote on Instagram. Yet so many of us have these stories, and we come to operate. So she created a hashtag, and the hashtag is anti-hashtag creep life, coalition for alerting others to watch out for so-and-so. So it would kind of look like anti-hashtag creep life, and then whoever you want people to watch out for because they're being creepy. Concluding, um, let it be no one. It is not okay. It is not the culture. It's not your fault. Expose them. And we all know Simmons have been, um, you know, recently one of the people in Hollywood has been exposed for sexual harassment and, you know, raping women and, and all of this shit is going on. But Jen, 
what did you thought what did you think when you when you heard the story and when you you know heard her tell the story? Um, I thought it was very interesting. Um, when I remember listening to her talk about it on she has a new podcast called Small Doses, which is really interesting and she was talking about um sexual misconduct in the industry and she was saying like how she comes from like a hip hop industry and she explained that she was like it's a powerful man it's a powerful man in hip hop. Um I'm not gonna say who he is and she said we were having a conversation among friends, it was a group of us and he just jokingly said, like, have we fucked? And she said she was like taken aback by it. Um right. and like her actually going on to uh say who he was, I was just like, Wow, so Russell Simmons um really is that bad person, you know. Yeah. And um I think that's why she she had even came out and said it because she said that someone had asked her like, How do you feel about Russell Simmons and these sexual assault claims or whatever uh may have you have happened and she was just like, Well, I first have dealt with his misogynistic behavior so I wouldn't be surprised. That's what she was saying if he did do these things to these women. Um but I mean it's it's sad but at the same time it's not surprising. You have a powerful a powerful man, um Top of a powerful black man, you know what I'm saying, who knows his prestige and, and knows, you know, what he brings to the table. A lot of times these men they take advantage of that. And um yeah. it's not okay. And I'm glad that she did speak out about it. Um, I didn't feel any type of way. Like it, it sucks that our community at the time when she said she did come out and talk about it, everyone was just like, Really, bitch? Like that's how they yeah. took it. It was just Come on, like she's speaking her truth, and it's just like this needs to be said. Like it's not okay. If you know you are in a position to give people opportunity, don't take advantage of that shit. Of that shit, especially, you know, what I'm saying you're a black woman. You know, what I'm saying you, right. you want to help our community. If you're gonna be doing favors, do favors out out the goodness, goodness of your heart, or or what ultimately you may do that may be beneficial for both of y'all, but it doesn't have to be as far as like sexually. If you feel like she yeah. she could bring money to you or some shit like that, then that's one thing. If you don't want to work with it, don't work with it. If you feel like it's wasting your time, you are. Wrestling is worth what three hundred million, you know. So it's just like I, I'm so disappointed um, in him, and, and it sucks because I, I've actually met him before. You know, he's a really nice guy, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. What did you take from it? Um, I think you just kind of killed it. You like took all the words right out of my mouth. Um, Everything that you said was dead on, and I completely, 100%, totally agree with you, and I, <laughs> there's nothing else I feel like I need to add on to this, besides the fact that I'm extremely, I'm, I'm happy that she, she's also calling out for people to, which makes so much sense to me, to call out other predatory men publicly instead of just warning women behind a closed door, like, girl, be careful for him, like, okay, why you ain't been told me, like, talk, talk about this out in public, and the fact that they created a hashtag, too, that, I, I wonder, you know, when it's going to get put to work or if people are going to take it serious, you know? So, yeah, yeah it's interesting. It's interesting. And, I, and I'm, yeah, like you said, it sucks that he's doing stuff like that when you're supposed to be trying to help out your community, your sisters, and you're trying to use and abuse them, you know, do it for favors. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah. That's it. That's all. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. If Jen don't have anything else to add to this. No, ma'am. Let's move on to the next topic.
A black man from Iowa is accusing employees at the West Des Moines Old Navy of racial profiling after he says that um, they didn't believe that he had already purchased the jacket he walked into the store wearing. James Conley III shared a picture and four videos on his Facebook page Tuesday evening expressing his frustration and disbelief at Hathor in West Des Moines, Iowa, and Jordan Creek. I was accused that I didn't pay for my blue bubble jacket that I got for Christmas that I wore into the store. As I was checking out to purchase some hoodies, I was asked if I wanted to also purchase the jacket that I was wearing. First, I started laughing because I didn't believe what I was hearing. The store manager, Bo Carter, was very unprofessional and stereotyped me because I was a black male. Finally wrote in his post, which has been shared more than 100,000 times as of 747 um, a.m., Conley described how the manager claimed that anytime someone wears Old Navy clothing, they have to always scan that um, that merchandise to ensure that it was previously purchased, while also ex- expressing his disbelief since he never witnessed that, nor had he ever been asked to verify his purchase before. Apparently, once the worker scanned the jacket, they tried to make him repay for the item, but he refused. Finally, the district manager identified only as Shannon because she refused to give Conley her last name, checked the surveillance footage at Conley's request. Once she confirmed that I was telling the truth, after watching the tape, she never came back out to apologize to me, nor did the store manager, Bo Carter. As you can see in my videos below, he posted. Um, in the aforementioned videos, you can see the employees rescanning Conley's jacket as they speak among themselves. Eventually, as the employees realize how wrong they were, instead of offering an apology, they seem to get angrier. One man demands that Conley stop recording him. Another employee comes over and tells Conley that they had no recording policy in the store. He says this is, like, super ridiculous and literally just got stereotyped because of the color of my skin. They think I stole my jacket that I walked with. <clears throat> According to the Des Moines Register, Conley, who is 29, um, declined to speak out further publicly until he consulted with legal representation. Later Wednesday, the register confirmed that Conley was being represented by attorneys Brandon Brown and Alfredo Parrish. We have already sent out pres- uh, preservation demand letters, and we plan on investigating into this case, Brown said. Uh, as for the Old Navy, on Wednesday, there were signs taped up on the front doors indicating that the store was temporarily closed. No other information, including why it was closed, and when it will reopen was given. A spokesperson for Old Navy, Liz Noonan, told the register that Gap Inc., which owns Old Navy, and all of its brands maintain a zero-means-zero policy when it comes to racial profiling and indicated that the incident was being investigated on their end. We are a company made up of diverse people from all backgrounds and cultures, Noonan told the news site. We encourage diversity and thought, celebrate diversity in each other, and demand tolerance, and um, in conclusion, always. I don't know what that meant, but okay. <laughs> um, um, good for him. Good. I'm so happy that he got that on record. I'm happy that they were so salty because that shit's stupid. Like, I understand, like, you know, okay, well, did you, like, you know, maybe mistaken. Like, did you want to pay for that coat in your hand? Like, no, that's my coat. I walked up in here with this coat. Like, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you guys were really doing your job right, you would know that he walked up in there because you would greet him at the door. You, you know what I'm saying? I've worked in, I worked at Foot Locker before when I was like 16. So, like, or 17 or something. So, I know how that works. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, that's just that's dumb that they did the most. But good, I'm glad he got a lawyer. He finna sue they had. They had to close the store. Probably had to go home without pay. Okay. So uh, yes, this is good. This is gonna be an interesting one. What did you take from it? Um. I, uh, I mean, I'm not like I said. It's another um, thing that I'm not surprised about. Of course, I, I've worked in retail. You see it firsthand a lot of times when people when they see African Americans coming to the store, even black people working in the store. And you know, and I was one of those people. Unfortunately, um, I was kind of taught that you know you get kind of uncomfortable um, when you see you know, them shopping or whatever, and if they look a certain way or if they're acting weird or something. And, um, you know, and a lot of times you will profile them, you know, and, it, and it's fucked up. We and got I, and profiled think, recently. What happened? Uh, my husband and I, we we was trying to put our um, our fireplace up. We had one of the fireplaces that, you know, the remote control put up. So we were trying to mount it on the wall. And so we went to the store and in the store, it was like a tool store. So we went up in there and like, I don't know, like we went in one aisle and like this old guy like walked past us. And then we went in another aisle and he just kept walking past and walking all through like the aisle. He worked at the store. I'm like, I said, Sam, if he follow us one more time, like I said it out loud because I'm like, what is he doing? Like, I was like, let's just hurry up and go because obviously... Like, you know, he's doing the most. And so then Sam stopped. I'm like, well, since you keep walking around, you can help us out with this. <laughs> so, um, so we put his ass to work. And then once he realized Sam knew what he was talking about, he was smarter than the damn dude who worked there. He was like, uh, no, I'm not talking about those type of, because um, he was looking for some type of, um, I forgot, like non-screw, um, like, Nine something, I forget what it was called. We were looking for it for like a long time, and he was like, Oh, oh, you're talking about this and that? Sam was like, No, I'm talking about this and that, that, and other. He was like, Oh, we don't have them, but that's a good idea. Like, what the hell are you talking about? It's a good idea. You don't even know about this. Now you're going to order stuff, and then he stopped following us. Like, man. Anyway, that had pissed me off, so we ain't going back there no more. No, I feel you. But, um, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's, it's not surprising. And they do need to have a, a, a policy to where they do unbiased training. And a lot of times, you know, you may be taught that this is what the signs that someone is feeling or something. And it, and it could be some sort of, like, culture bias that they're unnecessarily doing. You know, if you're like, this motherfucker might have on baggy clothes. and You know what I'm saying? It's just like, who are you describing? You know, and it's right. like, exactly. A goth, a goth kid? Like, what are you talking about? Right. So it's just like, unless it's, it's like a, a clear proven thing that this person has stole or is going to steal, then you shouldn't be following around. You should give everyone the decent, you know, decency to have a good time and shot, you know. And like I said, a lot of times the people that really be still out the stores don't get followed because they don't fit the mold. You know, mm-hmm. they want to follow, you know what I'm saying, a little guy who's just trying to buy his polo shirt. You know what I'm saying? So it's fucked <laughs> up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I do think it, uh, there needs to be some repercussions, and I'm glad that he has um, got attorneys involved. I hope he don't settle. I hope he gets his coin. You know what I'm saying? 
Because it's, it's not cool. And who the fuck wears Old Navy anyway? Like, Old Navy <laughs> is so right? Like, I've not worn Old Navy since high school, literally since I was, like, 16. So, <laughs> well, that, I wear Old Navy. You do? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. So, according to NBCNews.com, San Francisco's dis- district attorney said on Wednesday that the court city, well, that the city prosecutors will toss out or reduce thousands of criminal convictions for marijuana dating back decades. Uh, a move allowed under the 2016 state ballot measuring legalizing recreational sales of pot. District Attorney George Gotham said his office will dismiss nearly 3,000 misdemeanor cases and review nearly 5,000 felony cases for possible action. Proposition 64 legalized the recreational <laughs> use of, of marijuana. It also allowed people convicted of marijuana charges to petition courts to toss out the cases or reduce penalties. Gotham said that the process can be time-consuming and costly, so prosecutors and the district attorney's office uh, plan to review and wipe out eligible cases. Some people with convictions may not even know they're eligible, Gotham said. A misdemeanor or a felony conviction can have significant implications, employment, housing, and other benefits, Gotham said. Um, he said prosecutors will review cases from 1975 through passage of Proposition 64 in November 2016. I am just all over the place in my words today, so sorry, y'all. <laughs> he said 23 petitions for dismissal or reduction have been filed in San Francisco since passage of Proposition 64. As of September, around 5,000 people have applied for a change to their records, according to the state data. That's a fraction of people the expert estimated are eligible. Laura Thomas, Deputy Deputy State Director for Pro Marijuana Organization Drug Policy Alliance, estimated more than 100,000 people are eligible to have their records changed. Assemblyman Rob Bonta, a Democrat for Oakland, introduced legislation on January 9th that will require county courts to automatically um, see who's eligible or, you know, toss out the eligible records. Um, the recreational use of marijuana became legal in California last year on January 1st, and it became legal for licensed dispensaries to sell it to non-medical patients. Jen, is this awesome or is this awesome? Right. Uh, it is definitely awesome. Um, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, um, but I do appreciate the fact that they are um, – as far as I, I think if it comes to a point to where overall federally if uh, marijuana does become legal, people that do have small drug offenses, they should get their cases dropped. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not fair. It's not fair for uh, those people to have to walk around basically with a scarlet letter, but now that yeah. it's okay uh, for marijuana to be sold or or whatever it may have you that, you know, the 1% benefit from it. So I, I'm right. glad that there are people a chance to be able to, you know what I'm saying, make some sense of it. And I also heard that if you may under, like, a certain income, I don't know if you spoke about that, 
in the article that you were reading or if they spoke about that, but if they make under a certain income, which is still not fair because it's like, what about people that make more um, than that income, but they need help, but they can't, they don't have half a million dollars to start, you know, a weed dispensary. You know, they do get some help in, in learning how to legally distribute uh, marijuana in uh, legal states. But overall, I think it's really dope. Um, and props to San Francisco, definitely. What did you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Like, if you guys are legalizing weed, you know, for whatever, yeah. These, this, is, this is the same. This is the reason they're in jail, because they were selling weed. You can't just say, oh, okay, it's, it's cool that you guys are selling weed now, but these guys are in jail. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, that shit don't work. But it's really good that somebody spoke up, said something, and they was able to do something about it, you know. And now all these people are like, shit, I went to jail for weed, yay. You know, so it's going to be a lot of people out there trying to change their life. Probably really working together to get a dispensary going. Honestly, if they were smart, that's what they'd do. All work together. they cool with each other, get a dispensary going. I mean, it's going to be a lot of money and a few classes, but shit, they some hustlers. <laughs> okay. And get this coin, get this check. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next topic, y'all. Absolutely. Our last topic, you guys. Um, Lord Jamar, he gave his thoughts on uh, Russ, who is like a white rapper, um, claiming that no one knows whether Biggie or Tupac would still be relevant today. Um, and what he basically said uh, was in the video is that if Tupac and Biggie somehow made it into their 40s, who knew if their career would still be on the same level as it was when they basically went out. And um, what Lord Jamar said to that was he kind of agreed with um, what Russ was saying, Um and also, he was saying that um, how artists, they usually bow out in their 40s. And they talked about, like, the reasons of it being uh, difficult for artists to, you know, maintain that relevancy. And saying that a lot of times because, you know, it, it's rare for it to be Jay-Z. You know, a lot of times it's, in your 40s, you may not have a connect that, that, that connects with a younger audience. You may be in a different space. You may not be as hungry. You, you're probably rich as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> a lot of times, the creativity, when you don't need to be creative, when you're at a good space in your life, you're worth $50 million, you're worth $100 million, it's no longer there. So you're essentially doing it for the love. And if you never really had love for it and you just saw it as a meme, you know what I'm saying, or you made yourself love for love it, it's kind of hard to continue that same kind of, you know what I'm saying, that, that same kind of like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. But, you know, it was really interesting. And um, I kind of agree with what they both were saying. What did you take from that? Do you think Tupac and Biggie would still be popping if they were alive today? And just being um, maybe, to, maybe to, like, people in their 40s and 50s. Like, you know, they still like, oh, that new Tupac came out. Let me listen to that new Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Like, but... Like, for the younger generation, like, I definitely doubt it. Because, I mean, even thinking about Lil Wayne, like, a lot of people, they, like, put Lil Wayne in, like, an older category. Like, when they played some Lil Wayne on the radio, I, was, I got it cracking and shit. I was like, hey, you know, I was excited to hear one of the songs. And, 
you know, I heard Charlamagne was like, yeah, that's old, though. Like, that's that's that old sound. And I was like, damn, nigga. Now, you know, that wasn't even that long ago. You know, he's talking just like a decade ago. And now, like, you know, we listen to Lil Wayne on certain songs and stuff, and you like, okay, like, why is he on this song? You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyways. So, overall, I think that, it, it like you said, it's interesting. Um, but thinking about it, I don't. I definitely don't think that they'd be hot like that. So, uh, I, I, mean, I can you imagine them trying to rap like these young kids, Tupac? I don't. Know. <laughs> it, it just it honestly depends. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tupac, he was a reckless person, so who knows, like they were saying, you know what I'm saying, if he didn't ultimately get murdered, you know, who knows, he, he might have gotten himself into some other trouble, because, like they said, his his worst enemy was his, himself, ultimately, and that's what we learned in, like, the documentaries and the movie, like, it was always him against himself, you know what I'm saying, he could have been a better person, he should have been a better person, you know what I'm saying, but he let the demons of the world get a hold of him, you know, um, but as far as Biggie, I don't know. And it was interesting because they 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 talked about people who were on top at one point, who were the number one rapper. They talked about, like you said, Lil Wayne, who is who is you know what I'm saying known as like a legendary rapper and is not looked at mm-hmm. the same as you know what I'm saying like a hot rapper essentially. It's just you you feel like you kind of have to put Lil Wayne because it is Lil Wayne. But I don't think people are as pressed to hear new Lil Wayne music as right. they are. Right. It's Lamar. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Motherfuckers want to hear a new Cardi B song before they want to hear a Wayne song. That's crazy. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it would be interesting. You know, I, I can't lie. You know, I remember back in high school, um, and I was taking Accelerated English, and they were talking, to, we had to do this one project, and it was a poem. I guess a decipher this poem, and it was about, um, I didn't understand what it meant at first, but it was, it was about basically how this athlete who was like a top athlete died while he was still young. You know what I'm saying? So who knew what he could have become, but ultimately that was the best for him because what if he would have went down? You know what I'm saying? We don't know, you know, but at the end of the day, he died like, you know, no, I mean, it wasn't funny because I was kind of sad. Like I remember thinking about it. I was really sad. Like, damn, somebody died. Like, you know what I'm saying? At their peak, you know what I'm saying? What if they would have peaked more? You know what I'm saying? Which was not likely to happen, but what is, you know? So, I mean, it's really interesting. It's all speculation. They both could have been popping ass niggas, but like we see now, it's only one Jay-Z. It's literally only one Jay-Z, and he's learning that he's not in the same, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's admitting, like, he's not in the same playing field as these hot rappers. We still respect him. We still fuck with him. We still want to hear new Jay-Z music, but, you know, gonna be a point in time where he's not there no more and he's the only one in the sporty you know so i mean it's, it's interesting you know hmm. that is that is interesting all right you guys so we're going to go ahead and um talk about what we're confessing our love for this week no no going into the question of the day <laughs> you missed it all Asian. what I missed it all. No, I missed it all. We're going into that question of the day. Jenny, do you want to hit them with that question of the day? Sure, why not? 
Again, are humans getting better through the generations? Ms. Aza Vondrina, do you think humans are getting better through the generations? If we look at human evolution, we can see that the last centuries were characterized by a lot of progress. So, yeah, there were a lot of ups and downs, but it, there were a lot of improvements, too. It's I, I've seen this piece um, somewhere, so I'm going to read what it says. It says, in this technological age, it may, however, be interesting to reflect if humans are actually getting better with each generation. This question is not so much directed at scientific or techn- technological progress. It focuses more on human qualities and behaviors. We have really evolved throughout the decades. Where Were our forefathers intellectually less gifted or were they more gifted? And in my opinion, I mean... We had people, you know, creating foods and creating, you know, electricity and things, well, you know, figuring out certain codes and all of that and, you know, well, you know, with the lights and stuff. So I just, I just feel like, you know, just a lot of stuff that we wouldn't have known now, but we have our generation now, you know, creating computers out of items that's given and little tiny phones and shit like that. So, it's like I don't know. Like I feel like everybody. Like are we are we dumber or smart or getting smarter? And what about the generations below us? Like I just feel like we're like the '90s is like that last generation where everything is gonna be okay. I don't know. I hope not. But um, yeah, I don't. I, I hope it's getting better, but I can't see it, especially because I also recently seen. I don't want to uh, quote anything, but I've seen this program, and they were talking about how people, they die, and they collect, the, you know, they get the brains or whatever, if they, um, you know, donating, and um, if they're organ donors. And, like, they said that the brains are getting smaller. What? Wow. No, I did not hear about that. Yeah, they said that the brains have shrunken, and I don't remember by how much, but I was like, oh, my God. And it was like, um... They don't know if that's a good thing or a smart, a small thing, but they was like the cavemen had like, I mean the little chimpanzees, they had like these tiny brains, and that's like how if it keeps going in that direction, our head, our brains are gonna be that small and shit, pretty much like the size of a little baby head, you know, like the brains and shit, like a little tiny baby, like that'd be the brain, and it'd be crazy. But they was like they don't know if that's better or worse. Like some people think it's worse. Like we're like ultimately all getting dumber. Or in some people they think it's smart, like no, it's getting smaller because they can hold more information. They don't need big brains. So yeah, it's, I don't really know. <laughs> like, are we yeah. getting better through the generations? It's, it's hard to tell. I, mean, I probably know the answer to this in a few more decades. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know either. It's tough because I mean, it's that the fact that we have learned to, you know, what I'm saying to do a lot of things easier, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have, like, GPS, we have transportation, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, we Does know that how make to... us dumber? You know, I don't know. It, it, it kind of it makes us more useless, you know. I, yeah. I do notice that a lot of times I rely on my phone for everything. I do think that I have an unnecessary need for my phone, 
you know, and, and that and that honestly bothers me sometimes. Like I know my phone died. My phone died yesterday, and I was happy about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't I didn't say anything about it, but I, honestly, I was. I was at home. My phone had died, and I was just like, you know what? Um, let me just sit here and just you know watch Netflix and and relax and chill and. I even think about it. I'm not even putting that shit on a charger because it's just like, what? I mean, what do I really need right now? You know, um, but I, it, it's crazy. I, I do not want us to go in the direction of where technology is just our life and we can't enjoy, even though we don't understand why we're here, but we can't truly enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? It's just nature. It's, it's beauty and everything. And I feel like a lot of times we're kind of stuck in our confined spaces, and that really does bother me sometimes. But um, I don't know. Honestly, though, I don't know. I do think maybe a couple generations ago they definitely were smarter than us. In some aspects, I, I do think that we're we're in a better space. You know what I'm saying? The, the, our generation we're more open-minded, we're more willing, we're more understanding, but I can't even change the tire, you know, and, and that's ridiculous. What? That's, that yeah. is crazy because I can't, I can change the tire. Oh. I? <laughs> I can change the tire, I can change the toilet. No, I can't do none of that. I can't do nothing. You can if you, if you force in a situation where you have no other choice. If, you, if it's fucking... Pieces, if you have a spare tire and all the tools in your car and you stuck in the middle of nowhere and your phone is dead and you ain't got a charge in your car and you got a wheel back there and it's getting dark in a minute, you got like 30 minutes before before it gets dark, trust me, you're going to find a way to put that motherfucking tire on because you're not going to be in the woods by yourself. Right, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. All right. Knock, knock. <laughs> so, knock, 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 knock. All right, you guys, we're going to go ahead and go into our confessionals of the day. So, throughout the month of February, Confession Session joins our nation in celebrating the history and culture of African-American citizens during National Black History Month. This month's observance has its origins in 1950 when historian Author Dr. Carter G. Woodson founded the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. Dr. Woodson and also the association initiated the first Black History Week in February 1926. Every U.S. president has officially designated the month of February as National Black History Month since 1976. As we take this month to honor African Americans in our nation, I encourage everyone to reflect on how African-American historical sh- struggle for freedom is and will always be an inspiration that is just as relevant in today's world as it was to the world in the late 1800s. We are here to empower our communities to connect, act, and thrive. Together, we win. And with that, I'm going to hand the floor to Jean Othello. Absolutely. I want to confess my love on Black History Month for uh, Dr. Diane McCaffrey and also the way you came from that. A social entrepreneur, Dr. Diane McCaffrey, has created an app that allows you to literally buy black. The way you came from app is harnessing the $1.3 trillion in African-American buying power by merging technology, 
with the need to handle poverty, crime, and other social ills in the black community. Dr. McAfee says the fact is that there are 2.6 million black-owned businesses in the country, and while growth is encouraging, there is still a lot of work to do to increase, increase profit of black businesses. Dr. Diane McAfee and her company, the CPAI Group, created this app and helped to circulate the dollar longer in black communities, and this could generate 1 million jobs for African Americans. Currently, a dollar circulates in the Asian communities for 30 days, and Jewish communities approximately 20 days. White communities, 17 days, but in contrast, a dollar circulates in the black community for only six hours. Just two cents of every dollar African Americans spend in this country goes to black owned businesses. Higher income black consumers spend at least one out of every ten on black owned businesses and would generate one million dollars for African Americans, according to researchers, said McCaffrey. It will take all of us across all socioeconomic statuses to build black wealth. We've got to invest in our own community. We start to embrace the diaspora view that our community is wherever we find our people. Then we will more will be then we will be more inclined to support one another, even if it means taking a long drive. That is deep. That really is deep. What is the app called, John? Where you came from. It's the where you came from app. So definitely, you know. Um, my, with my take on Black History Month, I kind of want to talk about like people who either we don't hear about or you know African Americans and what they're doing at the moment. I think I thought that was so necessary because, like I said, I've been trying to buy, buy Black, but it is harder because you don't really know um, as far as what is Black owned. Um, but yeah, this gives you opportunity at least to find a few more. I'm sure it's not every black-owned business on there, but, you know, more than what you already do, but it's the Where You Came From app, so make sure you all download that as well. That's the right, up uh, last week on Thursday, so, yeah. Look up and where you came from. Download those applications, all right, created by two amazing African-Americans. All right, guys, we just want to say, Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us this evening. You all can expect to hear from us next Thursday, February 8th at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from you. So don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in the drama. And send your confessions to our email at confessions2us at gmail.com. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Ophello. And you are listening to Confessions. Good night. Point out the colors of you. I see them too. And boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing, we vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... 
Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.